0: You're listening to On Mission with Dr. Matt Davis, a podcast designed to explore the personal mission of everyday leaders. Hear from men and women who are making a difference in their corner of the world and discover what keeps them on mission. Welcome to this special edition of the On Mission podcast. Today, we are talking to Global Encounters Team Mexico. And this is what we're going to call another side mission as we take a brief departure from our normal format and uh, talk about just a special event. And so I have the Morrises here. They had the honor of leading the team. And also Morgan, who was one of the team members, along with uh, several others. And so I'm very anxious to hear about your experience, of course. Uh, earlier in the summer, we had uh, uh, I had the opportunity to go with the team to Kyrgyzstan, and uh, our Global Encounters program is a, a pretty significant part of the mm-hmm. the cultural outreach, the mm-hmm. missions outreach for Maranatha. And we have lots of different kinds of trips that we uh, try to plan each year. This last year, we had four trips: uh, Kyrgyzstan, of course, which was a soccer ministry opportunity, kind of unusual format. We had a volleyball ministry format in Grand Cayman Islands that the volleyball team had the opportunity to go with. And uh, earlier in the year, the uh, Global Encounters team with the nursing students went to Kosovo for medical missions. And so really, this Mexico trip was more of a English as a second language format, but really with a gospel emphasis. And so we were really thankful for uh, that that, uh, opportunity. And I'm personally very thankful for your leadership. So thank you so much for being willing to do that and uh, do it so well. I know the students really benefited from that as well. But uh, as we get going, I'm I'm reminded this trip didn't start out as Team Mexico, did it? (laughs) Uh, You kind of ended up in Mexico. Uh, You were planning to go somewhere altogether different, weren't you? We
1: were. We had a different site all planned out, but the Lord— Really closed the doors to that one, and Obviously. it was it was discouraging. I'm not going to be, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to lie. No, it was I think pretty that's discouraging. an important
0: lesson to talk about.
1: Oh, and but then the Lord just clearly opened the doors for us to go to Mexico. And one of the most amazing things was we did not know this until we were there. They had actually been praying for over a year, mm. over a year. Should we start English as a second language as an outreach opportunity? And then it, it was very obvious why the Lord had closed the door to the other spot and moved us to Mexico. And I, if it's okay, I'm going to introduce you to our amazing team because they yes. were absolutely fabulous. And what I love about this crew is they are really a, uh, they're a cross-section of the student body at Maranatha because Katie and Aaron are two institute students. Mm-hmm. Ben is in exercise science. Ashley and Peter are in the Bible department, and Peter's a missions major. Morgan, who's with us today, is a nursing student. Abby and Zuri are both ed majors, and Jono is in humanities. And so it's just really—it was um, wonderful how God brought this unique group together. And I'm telling you, we had— well, and Zero I'm, fights. And, and
2: they are very diverse people. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm looking at perfect.
0: you got athletes, you got yes. choir members, yes. you've got mm-hmm. medical people. I mean, this is a really eclectic collection of students, very isn't much so. it?
1: And God just blended them together in an amazing way, and they ended up just having yeah. an absolutely fabulous ministry the entire time they were down there.
2: And, and one of the neat things about it is these were the kids that said, okay, we're not going to the original place mm-hmm. that we wanted to yeah. go to. And maybe Mexico didn't have, you know, the flashy um, appeal that the other place had. But when Mexico opened up, they were, hey, this is about a mission mm-hmm. trip. This is about learning. This is about mm-hmm. what God wants us to learn and do. Yeah. And so I'm just so glad that these were the
0: kids that went because mm-hmm. they were perfect. Well, mm-hmm. I'm reminded of Paul's missionary journeys that over and over again he would say, I wanted to go over here and Mm -hmm. I had this plan developing, Mm -hmm. but the Lord shut that Mm -hmm. door. And I always, as I'm reading that, I'm thinking there was more to that story. He decided not to, not (laughs) to throw anybody under the bus. He just said, well, the Lord made it clear to me that that was not what we were to do right right now. And he just graciously accepted another open door that God did. And he said, well, maybe the Lord will do something. Mm -hmm. Were you part of that original team? thinking about, okay, we're going somewhere else. And now what What was your thought process as you found out that that wasn't going to happen?
3: Um, I was basically just on board to go anywhere. I've always mm-hmm. been interested in missions. And yeah. so um, when all the students got up and Dr. Love was presenting the missions thing, I just, I wanted to go somewhere mm-hmm. and uh, be a part of something like that. So uh, Mexico, Dominican Republic, I was in for it.
0: You didn't care what which, which one it was, whatever it was, you were like, let's go. Yeah. Now, spoiler alert to the end here, but now that you've done it is that like it we're not doing this ever again or are you like next year where are we going <laughs> as many as not i can go all right let's yeah, go i would love to the
3: uh, no they were my family there it was awesome
0: <laughs> well you did have a fantastic team and tell us a little bit about where you were going in mexico so um, chiapas
2: is the southernmost state of mexico it borders guatemala and the capital city and the largest city in Chiapas is Tuxla Gutierrez.
0: Easy for you to say. Indeed.
2: (laughs) Indeed. That's my California Spanglish. Oh, okay. (laughs) And uh, my brother Dan Morris has been a missionary there for the last 45 years. Mm. And so God called him, you know, obviously many years ago to missions. And he started out his first two years in Querétaro, which is in Mexico City. And then God connected him with a doctor who invited him to come down to Tuxla and start a local church. And the two of them together really formed the nucleus that really started that ministry 43 years ago. And so um, Tuxla is a very large city, it's a million people. Oh, wow. It's surrounded by mountains. And there's a there's a there's a break in the mountains, and that is where the Sumidero Canyon mm. is. That's beautiful. It yeah. is. Beautiful. Originally, it was just a canyon, and then uh, the Mexican government realized what they needed was a large um, electrical power plant. So they built a dam, and it created a fairly significant river, and then a, a lake at the end. And then that power plant services basically all of southern Mexico and actually reaches uh, further north even mm-hmm. even that. So my brother Dan has been there, and he started a church pretty much from scratch. And now today they have about – they'd have – on a Sunday they'd have about 600 people. And uh, he and his wife big and kids. church, and yeah. And just mm-hmm. – um, Spanish speaking. They've got speaking. a Christian Spanish school a three-story building with classrooms. He's also started a Bible institute. And um, God has richly blessed the ministry.
0: Now, Morgan, you're from West Virginia. Do you speak Spanish?
3: (laughs) Uh, No, I speak hillbilly. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm sure they have hillbillies in Mexico probably too, so somebody you can relate to. But did you find it hard to get around or hard to connect with people, or did most people seem pretty friendly and easy to connect with?
3: Yeah, they were really friendly. I mean, most of the time we were with church people, with fellow Christians, and there's just a spirit there that yeah. goes past the language, and you can just you can just be with each other and um, just have that friendship. You don't really uh, need to speak, and we had communicators, so we did um, yeah. through that. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: We were able to use our phones and like the Google Lens, you know, where you can live <laughs> translate right. signs and even the powerpoints in church. Like they're singing songs we don't know, so we're <laughs> getting a very rough English translation. Oh, I can agree to that. Okay, good. <laughs> we'll hum along or whatever. But uh, yeah, it, it is. It's surprising the fellowship you have with other believers, even though you can't necessarily communicate mm-hmm. in the same language.
1: And it um,
2: really was fabulous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be a hallmark of that particular ministry, mm. yes. They love to be together mm-hmm. and um, it's, he actually constructed the building so that they could have fellowship, mm. large fellowship gatherings and they just love it and they do it all the time.
0: Mm.
1: And our students just did a fabulous job, a fabulous job of jumping right in, being engaged. Um, Morgan's right, of the team, only two spoke Spanish. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it's not the type of um, mission strip where you have to be very fluent because your goal Hope is not. to teach English, right? But <laughs> right. we Zuri was fabulous, yeah. and uh, Abby spoke Spanish as well. So we had two of our own team. Who That's could, good. But
3: yeah. yes, yeah. And I think the people there—they made it really easy to engage. Yeah. They just—they made it feel like home. Mm-hmm.
0: Very much so. Did you stay in a hotel, or where? What were your accommodations? So not very far away from the
2: church uh, was a hotel, and uh, I. Thought it was lovely. Our love rooms that. were very nice. Mm-hmm. It was very modern. Mm-hmm. It had, air it had conditioning. a pool. It had
0: air conditioning. <laughs> a pool? Oh wow! We yes. had a pool also in Kyrgyzstan. At one point, <laughs> <laughs> there was no water in the pool, but. <laughs> There maybe had been one some had point. Water. We were a little concerned
2: about the electrical lights that were a little close to the water. Oh! <laughs> so, but Just it's that, that little element of danger it makes it exciting, sure you know. <laughs> there was a restaurant which we ate all of our breakfasts in and a couple of dinners. Nice to have some it was, consistency. It was Lovely.
0: Yeah. Good. And uh, yeah, it was. But you felt hurricane. you were safe and yes. everything was fine. Yes. I mean, that's really paramount when we when yes. we go around the world. There's always an element of uncertainty, but you need to be careful about where you go. And people hear stories and they mm-hmm. kind of generalize to an entire country or an entire region. And if you're careful, there's plenty of pl- plenty of ways to travel outside the United States and be safe and mm-hmm. see what God's doing. That's you really know, the we, main thing. We gave him
2: some rules. Don't go walking off <laughs> yeah. by yourself.
0: Yeah.
3: Don't and go walking off, Morgan. No <laughs> one ever did. I was not
0: right <laughs> He <laughs> cooperated quite well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. So where where did you go from there? You had the, the ministry in the church, but do they have a school there, or was it a community school that you worked in? Or yes, how did that work?
1: yes. So we were able to um, we sang in the church on one Sunday, oh. and Dwayne preached through a translator. <laughs> that was wonderful. We also had an opportunity to do. We had worked on a silent drama here, uh, and that was really powerful because obviously it's silent, yeah. But it goes from creation through uh, the fall through uh, Christ's death, and it's a it's impactful because they can understand it all. We were able yeah. to do that out in a park one day, really? and then uh-huh. we had
0: about hundred. Did your people team members get into it? Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. you can't good. just like halfway those kinds of things. They were fabulous. You got to buy in. They were
1: so good. They were yeah. so good. Oh, that's good. Um, it, but on the first day that we went, then to the school, what was fun was we took uh, we oh. took all our crafts, we took a lot of things, and we took sidewalk chalk. And that yeah. was kind of our icebreaker. If you're in education, you know that a great thing to do is to try to just work with the little, so, because they didn't know us. I mean, who are these gringos? And <laughs> they had never seen sidewalk talk. They, had, they didn't know what it was. Yeah. So we began drawing, and they just were so animated. And then one of the precious church members, thought it was never going to come off. Uh And they came over and began to kind of scold us. What are you doing? You know, in Spanish, you're vandalizing our property, but we're not. So we had to show them, no, 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 all it takes is water. But that was just such a, you you know, we take those things for granted that we can go to Walmart and buy sidewalk chalk. And But um, as was mentioned, one of our biggest um, um, ministries there focus, was really. the English as a second language, and okay. so every morning we had fifty-two children, and our we trained our students, and they all were responsible for a certain group, group. table. Um, Zuri was our primary translator, so I did a lot of the teaching, and then Zuri would translate, and that was wonderful. And the children were just precious. You know, children, I, I love the verse, suffer the little children to come unto me mm-hmm. and forbid them not. Yeah. For if such is the kingdom of heaven. And that was, you know, um, it was just a thrill to work with these precious, precious individuals. And again, our, our <laughs> team just loved on them, did a fabulous job. Again, they were not all ed majors, yep. but this is a ministry where you're using your language yeah. as a as an inroad, and our goal was to make relationships to help build those relationships, also for the um, missionaries. And we can go more into that, but as, as an opportunity for the missionaries to to reach out and meet these families and these people. So that what, was in the morning. What
0: are, What are your thoughts about ESL as ministry? And because obviously there are principles of this. Uh, concept that must translate to any language because we had the same thing a few years ago in Indonesia, right, Mm -hmm. which very different language uh, structure, and yet some of your students came with us, did their practicum, you know, doing ESL work there. You guys are doing this now in Mexico, and yet there's another reason, obviously, why we are—we want to do a valuable thing in teaching Mm -hmm. English— but then couple that together with gospel outreach. And I wonder, I mean, I know that's a big part of one of the programs that you oversee, and I wonder if you could kind of speak to that as really a useful ministry tool.
1: Absolutely. The same way we send nursing teams out and they can use medicine as a means by which they might come in contact with someone that perhaps they never would. And Mm. so their ability to help them physically affords them opportunities to meet these people and then share the gospel. Yeah. For me, I that's how I view ESL as a ministry, because you're exactly right. I want to teach them. I want to help them understand a language. But most importantly, I want to see them in heaven someday. Yeah. And if this is the connective point hmm. that will bring these people to this church, and we'll we'll share a little bit more of a story when we talk about the radio station, but yeah, to know that they had been praying for over a year, God, should we use English as a second wow. language to wild? reach out? Yeah. yeah and and we were just so we're just a tiny cog in that wheel. Mm-hmm. but people down there want to learn English. It's a global language. It's not that we're better than anyone else. It's right. just our language that people want to learn as a means to communicate, as a means to do business, you know, as a means to perhaps um, come to America and visit family that's here. It's a useful item. And, again, our students just really quickly picked up on on the pedagogy of how to do it. And they did fabulous with them. And the students loved. The, the, the students, meaning the little Mexican children, loved and adored yeah. our Maranatha students who did a fabulous job just reaching out through the use of teaching English as a second language. So
0: is that a tool, is that a, a program just for education majors, or do you recommend that really for anybody who wants to put that kind of tool in their toolbox for the Lord to use later in life and wherever he might open the door?
1: I think that's a fabulous question, and my heartbeat is anyone can use this. Whether whether yeah. God calls you to the mission field overseas or God calls you to the mission field of Watertown, Wisconsin, it is an outreach um, we have an ESL class at our church, and we just had two new visitors two days ago, both of them from Nicaragua. Hmm. When would I ever have the opportunity to interact with somebody in Nicaragua? I live in Watertown, Wisconsin.
0: <laughs> Long ways away. <laughs> right.
1: But they want to learn English, Yep. and so they will show up. And it's, it's just an opportunity then for us to, we show them our love for them and by doing so then i always express to my students i love you i care for you because i know my god loves you and my god cares for mm-hmm. you and that oftentimes will cause them to just sit up and think that through and here in watertown we give them all english spanish bibles oh yeah we uh, you know it, it is our goal our our primary goal is to see them in heaven
2: yes the other thing is is it you can go to mexico and be a church planner you know learn how to speak spanish and plan a local church and many have done it and we're very thankful for that ministry but not every country in the world can an american or Mm -hmm. perhaps anybody else Mm -hmm. go to that country and stay there and start a local church because those are closed countries Mm -hmm. but a lot of those closed countries are not closed to English as a second language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in some ways, what you have here is an opportunity to penetrate a closed com- uh, country mm-hmm. right. whereby you can get in, establish relationships, share the gospel, and perhaps actually start a church, at least a fellowship, a Bible study, and thereby fulfill the Great Commission that God has given to us. Right.
0: And, so and be welcomed in. Yes, some of these yes. places where you would otherwise be prohibited to go, <laughs> maybe even yeah. paid. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so Morgan, you're a nursing major, and yet you were kind of engaged in an education thing, right? A, a T TESOL deal. Um, how how did you feel like you were able to pick that up and put it to use? And did you feel like you were effective at all with that in connecting with the students, or did you always feel like a fish out of water? Or what was it like, kind well, of trying to be the student involved in that?
3: Yeah. for like When we were going through it the first week um, and we were all brought in, they were like, so this is what we're going to do. Originally, it was Dominican Republic, so they were kind of explaining the it. The
0: first week of the college semester that you met here. You mean? Yes. Okay, uh, yeah, the group the
3: was, okay. we were here at MBU yeah. and they were like, this is what we're going to do in the next six months. And I was like, that sounds terrifying. I am not a teacher. <laughs> That's kind of, yeah, but... Um, So you got
0: a crash course over the (laughs) next six months. okay?
3: But by the end of it, they were like, we're going to go day by day, and we're going to explain this. And really Mrs. Morris, um, her teaching us, and it it came together, which I was like, how in the world? But that week it did not feel like super um, terrifying like it did. And um, the kids were really sweet, and we were able to just get to know each other through that.
0: That's awesome. And, And honestly, from a ministry standpoint, there needs to be some competence that comes along with ministry. Like if we're going to make promises and we're going to go into a country and Mm -hmm. say we're going to do something here that's beneficial, we better deliver on that promise. (laughs) It's not that that's a sham or a pretext. We really Mm -hmm. are delivering value if we're prepared and we're willing and we actually come in and do that. And then as we do that, obviously we are who we are and we want to aggressively share the gospel. So uh, I, I just think that's a great, sort of takeaway mm-hmm. from this whole thing is because that'll translate into any culture, any mm-hmm. country that God opened the door for you to go to is to say, listen, what are the tools that I can use, whether it's soccer, volleyball, ESL, mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. other thing it is mm-hmm. that opens that door.
1: And can I just say I totally affirm your statement it needs to be done with excellence. Yeah. Because if we are going to reflect Christ mm. and and we go in and we are lazy or ineffective teachers, I, I don't know what will draw them to my Savior if, if I myself am not reflecting him through excellence? That's not perfection. There's a difference between perfection and really striving to be prepared. And I credit these students. They prepared and worked and yeah. uh, they were effective.
2: They really did. So Morgan's sitting at a table mm-hmm. surrounded by six, maybe eight Mexican students. How old were your students again?
3: Um, there was one who was 12, but they were mainly um, junior high. Mm-hmm.
2: Junior high. Mm-hmm. And so Mrs. Morris is doing the alphabet or she's doing, let's say, um, vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what would you be doing right then?
3: Sometimes we would sing the songs and we would get together at our own table. And a lot of the kids at my table knew some English, so they might ask harder questions yeah. that they couldn't necessarily stop the class to ask the teacher mm-hmm. And, You're um, like
0: their resident expert. Yes, know. You know, yes, yes. Hey now, why do you do it this way or that way? And, yeah, there's so many strange things about mm-hmm. English that, you know, <laughs> native speakers don't even think about. We just mm-hmm. do it automatically. I remember uh, in Indonesia, I was playing your part, just one of the little like helpers in the group. I had eight (laughs) or nine Indonesian college students who were the same way. And uh, she goes through this thing about how we order our adjectives if we have multiple (laughs) adjectives. And I remember I was sitting there with the Indonesian kids going, we do? <laughs> <laughs> like it's color, size, you know, location, right. whatever the the, the the flow of it is. I couldn't even tell you what it is because we just do it we naturally. Do right. And if you do it wrong, it sounds really weird to us. But how in the world would you ever teach that to a That's second so, language buddy. learner? So I was learning right along with him. I thought I learned things about grammar I no- hadn't thought about since fourth grade, you know? The way that,
2: the way that Angela has it arranged... If they just follow her lead, which is yeah. really what you're doing the whole time. Yeah. And then you're listening for pronunciation, let's say, mm-hmm. and making sure that they get as close as they can.
0: <laughs> but Yeah. And if they can hear it from you saying it correctly, and imagine if you were doing it the other way, you know, when you right. hear somebody say something in a foreign language, you're just mimicking the sounds until you have a comprehension mm-hmm. of why they sound the way they do. So... That's a really valuable thing for team members, even if they don't have the yeah. professional certifications right. that go right. along with that kind of, of uh, training.
1: Right. So, but we needed each of them yeah. because, like he said, I would be up front. And, and we were blessed. I had a PowerPoint. I had everything. But each team member had his or her own table that they were at and their group. And they studied with that group all week. And it was really neat to see how I had placed one person. I placed Abby with the kindergartners, because Abby is an L. Ed. And I Mm. thought, okay, I'm going to put you at the youngest table. And then everyone else, I just said, go choose a table. (laughs) And it was really wonderful to see how God put each, I'm not kidding, each of our students at the specific table where they were most needed. And then they stayed with that crew all week. And if I had done it, I would have messed up Not knowing the children, God knew. And each student, each of our MBU students, found the right table. And then that was their crew for the week. It was really neat. It was really neat. neat.
0: So that was more in the morning time? That was in the morning. And then what was your afternoon? What would that look like?
1: In the afternoon, we got to experience a little bit of the culture. Look at that pot. I know. They were amazing cooks. But it it was so fun to go out and see. They were so precious because they would— do those from scratch every day. I mean, they were unbelievable at, at accomplishing things, and we were well-fed. And then sometimes in the afternoon, uh, we're able to go just see culture mm-hmm. because uh, I appreciate Dr. Love. I remember he said to us, you've got to let them experience culture. Don't yeah. just have them in the classroom. So we would take some time, and uh, that was
0: Morgan. <laughs> oh, yeah. think Did you, brought you buy that? that? I did. Oh, good. <laughs> you were just trying it on. Huh? Yep. Okay, you should have worn it today. I mean, right? I should have. Nice. It was
3: a little chilly oh, too when did you go to sombrero. Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: When you go shopping in Mexico, it is so beautiful because they are so, so colorful. colorful. So yeah. Incredibly
0: mm-hmm. colorful. Yes.
1: So that would be kind of the afternoon. And was that,
0: it really hot? I mean, what time you were there in June? Right? May. Yeah. May. End of May. May. Okay. It was. I mean, it was hot. It yeah. was bearable. Yeah.
1: We had air conditioning, so we were blessed. Now, this
0: is southern Mexico, so is this really as much of a touristy kind of an area, or did you feel like this was really the authentic? These pictures are
2: of a very important tourist area called San Cristobal de las Casas, which is actually in the mountains about a 45-minute drive up from Tuxla, where we were. And Mm. actually, it was quite cool there, wasn't Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. In fact, did we get hail?
3: (laughs) Yeah. One night we were in the church, and um, it was so cold, and we just looked up, and uh, they had open windows, and these little pebbles are just <laughs> oh flying <no. laughs> through the windows. <laughs> yeah.
2: You're like, is so in Wisconsin? What's cool happening? No, no. But Sunken so Sobel is a very popular uh, place that yeah. a lot of tourists go, and yeah. so they have a market kind of geared toward mm-hmm. tourists there.
1: And then uh, Danny would also take us to some of his various what would we call it? the the other churches that he was planting? So we were primarily located in the the main church, but then he was very missions minded and yeah. had several satellite churches. I don't uh, that he wanted to become so self sustaining. That
0: the the main church and the kind of the primary church group
1: mm-hmm.
0: has really planted a a bunch of other churches in that region. I mean, he's been there for forty five years yeah. and been really effective in yeah. growing it. It wasn't. That way when he got there no no but over the years the lord has really blessed
2: so so dan wanted to obviously um, start a church and train his people to reach out and uh, they started saturday night bible studies in their various mm-hmm. communities mm-hmm. and that's really how the church grew mm-hmm people would come to church on Sunday, having been with his people on Saturday. Once he got his people to where they had about, I would say, 300 in the church, then he started training his people. Now, what would it be if we started to reach out to other local communities? And he trained teams of like six to 10 people to go out into another community to start another church. And so now, over a period of 45 years, along with the church up in San Cristobal, They've started about 20 other churches. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. So, one of that, our. I'm that first sorry. Sunday, we got to visit three of right. the satellites.
1: And one of our team members at the end, it was neat. We had team meetings every night. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the team members said, What struck me was, because we visited several of these other churches, what if that one family had never come? Mm. Now, certainly God could have sent someone else, but the point was. Danny and Debbie were willing to follow God's call. Yeah. And hundreds of lives have been impacted. And it it was. Generationally. Yes. Yes. But it was very difficult. Morgan remembers a story.
3: There were several stories. I mean, it wasn't easy for them because when they first showed up, that area was very rural. Like it's a huge city now, but it wasn't 45 Mm -hmm. years ago. And um, Mrs. Morris. Uh, the missionary's wife. Um, <laughs> I was, was short, Mrs. Morris, <laughs> and she was
1: tall, Mrs. Morris. Mrs. Debbie Morris. <laughs> okay.
3: Um, she was telling a story about uh, when she had her kids and she was giving them baths, she would have to pick worms out of their hair oh, because man. the water was just not good. I mean, it, um, it wasn't yeah. a city.
0: Ah, uh, right. They, and they said, you know what, this is where God called mm-hmm. us to be. Mm-hmm. You guys were able to go down there and stay in an air-conditioned mm-hmm. hotel with a pool <laughs> yeah. and have breakfast served every morning and, and you know, they didn't have any of that. They did the nothing like that. And man. they stuck it out. Yes. I mean, a lot they of people did. would have seen that and been like, first sign of a worm, I'm going home. Yeah. You know, this is right. not the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But they, they saw it through and God's been good. Mm-hmm. But... You guys got to reap the fruit of that in some ways, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's inspiring to say, "Man, what am I? I?" I felt that way when we started hearing stories about translating the Bible for the first mm-hmm. time into their language and things like that. I thought, "Man, what am I doing in my life?" <laughs> right. know, I need to really, you it's know, open my eyes to some things God could do, and and uh, it's a it's a challenge to us to be more open and reflective about well. How how might the Lord be able to use me? And and not necessarily to get the acclaim, obviously, your brother's not that way, but uh just to see the Lord work. And the other thing you appreciate is whether you're in Mexico
2: and you meet believers, they're your brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in Christ.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We've been in Asia and met our brothers and sisters in Christ in Asia. We've been in Africa. And met our brothers and sisters in Christ, and you really begin to appreciate they're doing their Christian life in that culture and that experience, and it has unique challenges. Mm-hmm. And some ways they face things that that we don't face, mm-hmm. and you really begin to appreciate. Wow, that's what doing Christianity really needs to look like. Mm. And it's an incredible challenge for our own lives. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, I wonder if there's some lessons there. We hear a lot in our culture these days about diversity, and they mean something very different than Mm -hmm. what you're talking about. And they'll say things like diversity is our strength. And I've always kind of wondered what in the world people Mm -hmm. mean by that because really – it's, it's almost in spite of our diversity, it's the mm. unity that we have that's our strength. Absolutely. And, and that unity comes from common faith in, right. in a, a one God that, the gospel. that overall, all right. cultures and differences. And we can celebrate and, and uh, uh, learn about and be curious about those differences, those distinctions. But to dwell on those is to divide us and to separate us right. w- rather than to celebrate really the in intense unity that we have around the gospel,
2: and that's just absolutely mm-hmm. thrilling. Mm-hmm. And, and when you see what your brothers and sisters in Christ are going through, mm-hmm. it just makes you realize, mm-hmm. Wow, Lord, I need to be faithful. Yeah, I for need sure, to be faithful.
1: Because some sure. of the satellite churches were still very, uh, pretty uh, rural, very yes. rural, and, and they're to call it a church building. I mean, one was still in a tent. A tent. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was just a room slightly bigger than this room. I mean, really not very big. And uh, But Danny took us early on, and, and you'll have to correct me when I if I tell this story wrong. Danny wanted to put up, he really is a visionary, and he wanted to put up a radio tower so that he could share the gospel even more effectively. And they were praying and praying, where can we put up a radio tower? He needed to put it up high. He knew that. I have to go somewhere high in Tuxla. He starts sharing this and this particular family, after church one night, came forward and said, we know where you need to put that up. You need to put it in our house. Their house was two rooms. Oh, we visited the house. We did. Tiny. <laughs> yeah. They gave one room for the radio. The,
2: what? the finished room. The nice room. The nice room. Uh. They gave to the radio no, station. No, it
1: wasn't like this. It, it, they have since. So Danny's gone in. Danny's very electrically minded. He's mm-hmm. very techie. He then... he oh, has, just like
0: you, Dr. Martin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he got that, uh, gene. Uh, <laughs> or, or
1: <maybe> <laughs> <laughs> he has soundproofed it, uh, the, the equipment's up sure. there, but we went on the roof of their house, house. and you can see it's just that, that's yep. it. A they They island. literally gave half of their house yeah. to spread the gospel. Mm. And it walking through it, their kitchen is probably half the size of this. That's a house, you know. And so mm. over time, Danny was able to raise some money and he kind of built another room for them. They did everything in the one room. They slept in that room, they what ate in that house? room. It was their living that room. They it. literally gave half their house. So we're there and Danny is showing us this and we're just dumbfounded at the absolute sacrifice of this precious family. And he says, wait a minute, wait a minute, you guys. And we always took two Suburbans everywhere. They drove us everywhere in two Suburbans. We kind of looked like CIA. <laughs> uh, not really. But um, we he got out. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, no, Bishop no, no, gets out. <laughs> he
0: does not look like the CIA. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> so Danny says, hey, I'm, I'm going to do an announcement about the ESL class. Go get, get in your Suburbans. So we all pile back into the Suburbans, turn on the radios, and he he kind of pulls the music down, and he gets on and starts announcing the ESL class, and we're hearing it. Now, cool. keep in mind, they've been praying for a year about this, and then the people giving them this room was, what, like 15, 20 years ago? Yes. So, I mean, this is- All the
0: preparation.
1: All yes. that came to this, and then one of the nights of ESL class, and- Well, at night then, we we did more adult classes that we taught. But one of the ladies came up to me at the end and I said, "Are uh, are you a member of this church? Because we knew that not everyone. So in the morning, we had 52 kids. At night, we would have the lowest night was 40. The highest night was we had 60 adults. And she said, no, I don't go to this church. And I said, through the translator, how did you know about this? Did someone invite you? I heard it over the radio, oh, wow. and it was like, <laughs> wow, there's a full yeah. circle for you. It was-
0: Well, that radio wow. station's going to reach a million people yes. plus. Yes, it reaches yes. the entire valley. Yeah, and so the the sacrifice of that family yes. was with that in mind, I'm sure, to say, look at what we're able to do by just giving up one room in our house and reach a million people. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm.
3: yeah. Absolutely. It, it was
0: Morgan, you were there.
2: It was very rural.
3: And they're so joyful and they're so yeah. excited about it. I mean, they don't care to give up their room. And it's it was a testimony just to be around them.
0: Yes. Yeah, because we're like, you know, that one room in the back has got some frayed carpet and yeah. it's just, uh, you know, <laughs> right. unsightly. And somebody needs to do something about that. Right. <laughs> and then we think, uh, maybe we need to take another what's,
2: what's perspective is, on that. You know, years ago, the guy drove by and he's talking with my brother. He's from way up in northern Mexico. And after spending a couple of days with him, he says, "Hey, I have this. Uh, oh, yeah. I have this radio tower. Could you use
0: it?" <laughs> oh <laughs> my goodness! Like, well, yes, I've been praying about starting a radio station.
2: Okay, well, I'll put it on the truck and drive it down. And that was their first. Radio wow. it was amazing <laughs> it was how many crazy stories
1: <laughs> Danny prayed in God opened you know it just like, I don't know all, what
0: it is about radio stations and crazy stories but I've got more crazy <laughs> right? radio station stories from my Christian law Association days than almost any other topic <laughs>
1: very That's awesome true, very true it was it was remarkable
0: It was just really fabulous yeah so to tell me about sacrifice. some of the highlights some of the people that you met uh, some of the cultural things that that stood out to you.
1: Boy, I, I think I remember going to... I think this is a picture from the church in San Cristobal. Mm. Is that correct?
2: Is this San Cristobal? I'm
1: I think sure. so. They it, it, This was one of the most... This
2: is one of the satellites.
1: Yes. Yeah. And um, they were the ones who you saw the picture of them cooking for us. They were maybe... What Danny would do is when people started coming from quite a distance, he would pray and pray and pray, and then he would after he felt that they were at a point of being able to lead, he would say to them, mature, yeah. I think you need to start a church in your own area. Mm. And so here they're coming to an established church of 600, you know, with a building that has been oh. built over years and years and years. Right? right. And they're willing then to say, we've got to take the gospel to our own mm-hmm. area and, I, that's another sacrifice. I think, you know, would I be willing to leave Calvary? I love Calvary. I'm I'm comfortable there. You know, I love the ministry. To go to some little place because there's just nothing there for those people. It, it's a lot of, um, yeah, just...
0: Well, I don't think the Christian life was intended to be comfortable.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: And yet there's nothing more human than to seek comfort in the status quo. Yeah. And so these kinds of trips are a way to sort of remind us that we're pilgrims not yes. residents right. we're not we're aliens we're not citizens in this world but right. in, a, in the next and you know that's what your brothers trying to tell those folks is listen you've come you've received the gospel you've been discipled you've been trained now it's time for you to step into leadership and that's a really natural thing that's kind of what you guys are doing mm-hmm. with the students as well is saying hey we're here we're supporting mm-hmm. you but now it's your turn and you're never going to feel ready. Like that first actual nursing task that you do mm-hmm. as a registered nurse someday, how, you're going into your sophomore year. So you got a few more years <laughs> of preparation. Don't try Sadly. this tomorrow. okay? <laughs> but that first time you walk in and do that, you're going to be like, I feel like such a pretender. You know, I, I, I feel like an imposter. But you're well prepared and you got to step up and just mm-hmm. start doing it. And the same thing in ministry too, right? I mean, that's the whole point of – Servant leadership is developing disciples that will themselves become disciple makers.
2: Absolutely. What's What's unique is you think, okay, well, it's Mexico and it's southern Mexico, so everything's going to be maybe rural and backwards. But when we got to the church, it's uh, very modern and nice. Yeah. You might see a church like that somewhere in the United States, and they have, you know, 600 voices there that are singing hymns and they have a choir and they have an orchestra and a lovely piano. And so this is, this is, you know, a serious ministry and it's wonderful. And then my brother comes to them and says, will you give up this Mm. to stay in your own community and we'll try to help you build a cement block building (laughs) And it'll be you and maybe 10 other people, but you need to reach your community with the gospel. Yes. And to see them happily say, yes, we'll do that. Oof. That mm-hmm. is absolutely 20 thrilling. times
0: over he repeated yeah. that. Yeah, it yeah. still right. is. That's right. thrilling. I, I don't think you can even achieve that sort of thing until you have proven that you're there for the long haul yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. His longevity is probably what gives him the platform to be able yeah. to even... Consider making that yeah. request. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So w- what else, you know, stands well, out to you? We what haven't do you talked tell very us?
2: much about the evening. You did a little bit there. The evening ESL? You
1: mean the adult ESL? Right. That was, uh, it was wonderful. We broke that. We had we would start together as a group, and then Dwayne would take the advanced. So we took down curriculum for, y- you go, and you're kind of not sure where anyone's going to yeah. be at.
2: What are they going to be able to do? Yeah. Exactly. It, so right.
1: um, we told our students, and they were so good and willing. But we said, "Okay, you're going to get uh, one suitcase for you, and then we right. get a suitcase." <laughs> 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 and it was Pat. We had suitcases. Just we did arts and crafts every day with the children because you got to do arts and crafts, right? Oh, with now, the that little. That was pretty fun. Um, and then we would do um, songs, songs, and everything like that and then we just had a whole thing of curriculum because i didn't know where everyone was going to be so then we had curriculum Duane would take the advanced students and he'd go work with them and they could they could speak english fairly effectively you were working more just deeper level was, and
2: yeah it was more developmental unique unique things that mm-hmm. maybe are true in english mm-hmm. that wouldn't be true in spanish
1: mm-hmm. And then I had the adults, and I literally was repeating the lesson I had done in the morning with the children. I mean, we're learning the Mm -hmm. alphabet, and we're learning numbers. They were just at ground zero. But again, with the whole goal of helping them, like the lady that I met who said, I I don't, I heard the commercial over the radio, and so I came. So I turned to my interpreter and said, you are you gonna hook her up with the pastor? Because you know, here's a soul. That, that's the whole reason for this. And so she was really, uh, she said, yeah, "Yeah, I'm planning on it." And then later we were able to. They found out her address, and which I don't, I don't know how they found anybody's houses because there <laughs> there were no road signs. It was like,
3: where are we going? And,
1: well, you turn left at the rock, and you know, I don't. <laughs> It was pretty amazing. I've learned
0: not to they try know. to understand traffic or right. the road systems and some, right. just, you know, go with the flow. Oh, my word. <laughs> It'll oh, be fine.
1: Word, <laughs> um, but, you know, I wanted um, one of the really, for me, powerful moments was the church. They were, oh, they had something going just all the time. We were there at a really, it was incredible. So they had their Bible Institute graduation that week so oh, we got really to too. we had to watch that and it was just really precious and then they had the esl camp and then on saturday they had like a, a day youth
2: a two day actually three day
1: young adult outreach young adult
2: conference it was oh, unbelievable wow. oh yeah. what timing
1: oh my and uh and we'll show you we were later part of that too our kids did sumo wrestling outfits i think morgan <laughs> did one i you did one right i didn't all put around that around picture the gym, up for big. you
3: morgan but Big sumo suit.
0: Oh, good. But we have a couple it. of those. Maybe we can get those out for a student <laughs> hey, we'll body and ring. you can show the whole. Here's the whole. Morgan.
3: Yeah. I think one time was <laughs> enough, to be honest, but, you know. <laughs> you
0: got nothing left to prove.
1: <laughs> but they kept singing the song over and almost at every service. They kept singing the song that was by Majesty, um, the Hamiltons, God of Wonders. Mm. And it was the first time I heard it, I thought, I know this song, but of course you're hearing it in Spanish and it's beautiful. So I did what you did. and I'm whipping open my phone. Like, <laughs> what are the words? And then, you know, you hear it again and it's just so precious. And then we're going down, we took a trip down that Sumidero Canyon, which is magnificent. And you can't see that without knowing there's a creator because sure. this, this grandeur did not just happen. But when I looked up the words, it, it, it and I won't read all of them, but Some of them, through every generation, his wonders are displayed, from forming all creation to seeing those enslaved. God of wonders, who reigns victorious. God of wonders, enthroned in grace. All earth trembles before his presence. God of wonders, the ancient of days. And you just kept hearing them sing it and hearing them sing it. And I came back, and I would play that song. And now— I I just know that whenever I hear this song, I'm going to be thinking of Mexico. Sure, and it's going to be so special. I played it yesterday, and I just I teared up because the words of the song are so powerful. But hearing them sing it and knowing we're all worshiping the same God together, and that was mm-hmm. that was very powerful. And when we
0: stand was. before the throne someday, it's every tribe and every yeah, tongue. Every tribe yeah. and every time, and from the ends every of the time. Earth. Yeah, and so imagine the unity there (laughs) (laughs) amongst all that diversity. And uh, so I think there's always something like that that the Lord just grabs a hold of us. And we go to serve, but yet oftentimes come back feeling Mm -hmm. that we've been served Mm -hmm. or that we Mm -hmm. have benefited more than those that we went to try and be a benefit to. Did you feel that way? I did. Yeah. So those evening things, were you with Dr. Morris or Mrs. Morris?
3: We switched around. Oh, okay. um, some of the evenings, there would be a kids' class, so some of us students would be in charge of that. And then um, we would switch around, and I was in both of their classes. Nice. We wanted them to get a flavor yeah.
1: of every age, every ability, because I don't know where God's going to call them. And so some of them would come back to me and go, I love this age, I love this ability set. And I do think God can can call you specifically, uh, so we wanted them to to taste all of those experiences and then enjoy.
2: They were very hungry learners. Yes. They yes. really wanted to learn, and that's enjoyable. Yeah. That's really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's it's easy to teach someone who's hungry to learn. Yeah. Like
0: every Marinatha student
2: in absolutely, every class. Absolutely. For right? sure. Right? Uh,
1: yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Until they get to business law where there's a switch that just goes off. I don't know what happens. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so, good. so your trip was intended to be how long?
2: <laughs> well. Shorter um, than it was.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Not everything so, goes like clockwork.
2: Those last couple of days, you know, we could enjoy a few things. We went out to a nice buffet and we enjoyed Irma's ice cream a few times, right? That was pretty special. And so we were coming down to the end of it. Well, you know, when you're involved in ministry like this, and it's all new, and you're meeting people, yeah, you're not checking the news. Okay, right. Well, had I been checking the news, <laughs> I would have known that up in Mexico City, there's this large volcano called El Popo. And El Popo started erupting <laughs> by, like, I don't know, the Wednesday of the week that we were there.
1: We were just too busy.
2: We were too, too busy. busy. We we're having a great time and enjoying everything. Nobody was talking about it or right. anything. Right. This is no. normal. Because
1: they're so far <laughs> south. Okay. They're yeah, so we were far much south. further south, mm-hmm.
2: and so our day of departure came. <laughs> My brother hadn't been checking the. Uh, he was busy. Anything that was going on in the news. We show
0: up at...
1: We got up at, like, what, 2, 3 a.m.? It was early. Uh,
2: way too early. <laughs> yeah, no kidding.
0: We, we show up at the it's airport. It's not the morning yet. That's what I always feel like. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and we kept saying to the it students, it's okay, obvious. you'll sleep on the plane. We're okay. You know, we're getting up early, but we're going to sleep on the plane. We're good. It was but very obvious that something was wrong. <laughs> right away.
0: Basically, When upon, you got to the airport. Yeah. You got all the way to the airport. Oh, yeah. We got like, all our luggage. Oh, my yep.
2: goodness. And, you know, that's 20 bags of luggage and and students and all of us. And we're, you know, working on the language there Passports. Barrier. Passports, right.
1: Now, fortunately, the missionary had said, I'm going to go in with you. I'm not just going to drop you off. I'm going to see you guys through. That was huge.
2: Right. <laughs> so based upon how the workers were not helping people... <laughs>
1: No eye contact. Like, right. No eye contact.
2: And then how they all kind of exited. <laughs> and then Hello. Several of us are standing there like, what do we do now? And then some new workers came in. It it came about to be that, okay, the volcano's going off in Mexico City. You can't fly planes in that atmosphere because volcanic ash will tear apart yeah. engines and planes they'll crash and we our out- flight
1: was Tuxla to Mexico City right. and then Mexico City okay. uh, so
2: that's on, why right? was that was really the connecting flight and yeah. that's why we couldn't get out. And so uh, some people had actually been there. This was their third day in a row to see if they could get into Mexico City.
0: I was in Kyrgyzstan when this was happening, getting text messages from you about a volcano going off in Mexico. And I'm like, we have many contingency plans. I did not have one for volcano going off in the country. And so oh. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. I we apologize gotta for not
2: checking the volcano <laughs> yeah. forecast. Thanks a lot. I just <laughs> want you
0: to know that. You know, we have to add. I, this is how new rules come right. about. <laughs>
2: you wonder
1: right. how we get new uh, rules. This will is be the Morgan
3: rule. Yeah, right.
0: Thanks a lot,
2: Morgan.
3: Morgan has something. Pay attention so Morgan, for crying Morgan,
2: out. what did you guys end up doing that whole morning?
3: Um, we sat down and played card games and slept on the airport floor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, how comfortable that
1: must yep. have been. And, was...
3: <laughs> and the missionary's wife told
1: me, okay, this is unusual. And I'm thinking, I'm so proud of our students. You know, they're just handling this so well. And she said, around here, nobody sits on the floor. So the fact that your whole crew is sitting on the floor is unusual. So I started looking around and I thought, wow, everybody in line. And we had been in line three hours at this point. Nobody in line was sitting down. Now, in America, we would, you know, we would just comfortably sit. No, everyone was standing when I they grad- know that
0: you guys didn't know? <laughs> That's <laughs> right? what I'd be worried about.
1: <laughs> right? Well, I started looking around. Morgan, I don't know if you realize this. And, and I noticed a security guard came and stood to the right of our group. And a little bit later, a security guard came and stood to the left of our oh, group. really? And then a security guard came and stood behind us. And I just thought... Perfect. My students are safe. We got security guards surrounding us. I'm right. sure that's not why they're here. But I, turn, I, I was happy. I really was. I was like, good, good. I we're turn good. around <laughs> and look back, and there's our kids, and they're surrounded by security. <laughs> <laughs> really, About
2: to thought, be taken well, into okay. custody or what? Yeah, God oh, works
1: in unusual ways. He really Yikes. does. And, and that was okay. day one.
2: Okay, no, no, day one. <laughs> All right, yeah, right. All right. That's now. foreboding. <laughs> Now, you got to listen to my wife's story because she is somewhat directionally challenged. Okay. As we she know. She will use yes. her GPS in Watertown. I do. I, do. I get lost in Watertown. <laughs> She's
0: lived here for 30 years. We do have road signs okay. here, you know. You don't have that. They do make
2: so, um, sense.
1: <laughs> she sees a map. It, it, this is. I, here he, we go. He's setting it up because this is so the Lord. I'm not kidding. It's so the Lord. so we're sitting there, and I, and I am back and forth between, you know, my husband, who's way at the front of the line, and we've now just gone to the back of the airport surrounded by security with the students and all our luggage. And I happen to look up, and here's a big map of Mexico. I am not, uh, uh, you know, I'm not a history major, and I'm just looking at this map, <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder, you know, where are we? And we were 45 minutes from the southern border. I'm thinking, where's Mexico City, you know? So I'm just kind of looking at this map, trying to figure all this out. And I think at this we they have literally worked with us for 3 hours. Mm. The airport, nobody but our group. This one lady just trying to just figure it Just out, tried to, to get us habits. out of there. She, she was focused on our group. It was such a blessing. And I'm just looking there and I thought There's, see, I already forgot. Cancun. There's Cancun on the map. And I thought, huh, because we had a neighbor years ago, years ago, like 20 years ago, who had done a destination wedding trip for like a niece or something. Mm -hmm. And I thought, huh, people fly in and out of Cancun. Now, I'm geographically (laughs) inept. You have to understand this. This is so the Lord. So Dwayne comes up and I'm looking at this. Dana and
0: I did it last year. So, yes, people do fly in and out of Cancun for crying out loud. I don't
1: even know. And I pull him over and I'm like, look at this map. I just wonder, could we, instead of going through Mexico City, could we go Cancun? And, of course, his initial thought is, you don't understand directions. You
0: know, well, obviously, he's you going to be very dismissive of your suggestions at this point. You think they haven't thought him. of that? From well, <laughs> the person who can't, who
2: can't
1: find mainstream, it's true. It's, 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 why would I be the one to listen to in this moment? It, it was true.
0: They hadn't thought of that,
2: evidently. No, oh. no, they were still trying yeah. to get us through Mexico, Mexico City,
1: City. which wasn't like, going to happen. It'd be like O'Hare shutting down. For I mean, a long it was time. right. Yeah. So initially, they told us six days. Ugh, you're going to be right. here six days. And I thought, there's no way. I don't no think way. we told you that.
0: You guys told me that, and I'm thinking, <laughs> how much is that going to cost? Yeah, right. <laughs> and
1: I'm, I was so, thinking, we just had this fabulous missions yeah. trip, this wonderful experience, and I fear that the flavor left in our students' right. mouths is going to be this extended time of yeah. nothing.
2: Like volcanic ash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in your mouth. I just yeah. was
1: like, oh, man.
2: So... I, I looked at the map as well and thought, <laughs> well, that's something, and I asked my brother, and uh, he said, yes, there's another airline right over here, different airline, and they do fly to Cancun. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if that would work. So later that day, we decided to take you all to the mall. You had a great time at the mall, right?
0: Just what you wanted to do, you know—a trip to the mall after getting up at two in the morning.
1: Right, we bought a my slept there too. My philosophy is bribe them with food. Yeah, yeah. I sure. Sure. Did you
3: enjoy the mall?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Did you do anything in particular in the mall? Um. We no, bought I can't snacks. think
3: we shopped. Yeah, we got, got drinks and yeah. snacks. <laughs> got snacks. <laughs> Cheez-Its.
2: <laughs> we went to the mall because there was another outlet there for Iro, Mexico. Uh-huh. And I thought if I can talk to somebody there, maybe there at like a travel agent, they could help us maybe a little better. Okay. And we thought we were so close to so getting nice. it.
1: And so again, we had one single agent, God was so kind, and she just worked with us. And she was just – in three hours, we yeah, were with right. her. So the team is kind of – we knew they were safe, and we had two translators with them, and, and they were kind of uh, –
2: And they could enjoy the mall. It was better than the airport. Yeah, certainly. But three
1: hours, this agent is working with us. Yeah. And and finally, she said, I think I've got it. And she was plugging in. And, of course, you have to do everything with yes. passports and passport numbers. you got 10
0: people or more. And mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm.
1: So we get all the way, and, and then it was – well, I could send – if I could send like three in three groups, well, there's no way we're leaving any of our students. We, we kept saying, if yeah, you- Yeah, we don't do that anymore. No, that no, 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 no. <laughs> <And> we said, <laughs> if you can do two groups, like, I could take a group, and Dwayne could take a group, but no way are we doing, no, three. We're not doing three. No way am I leaving these students. Uh, All right, be.
0: Ben, you're in charge of this third group.
1: Just <laughs> <laughs> like Morgan, well. and she's, she she kind of put kinda, Morgan in charge. Yeah. Okay, that, that, that actually makes
0: more sense. <laughs> but
1: the agent struggled with that. She just could not understand why right. we wouldn't just split into three groups. And we're like, no, no, no. <laughs> so finally, she she said, "I." She was this close, and she said, oh, "And she ordered, 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 ordered." She had tickets. nine tickets done, and the last two got scooped up. And she said, "I just lost them." And it was wow. So that was day two of being stuck. Right. So that while well, that, was, that was, still no, day one? was
2: day one at the later on in the day. So that's when I got that's on the just, phone, started calling the folks here at Maranatha, and I just brought up what about the possibility of looking for tickets on a different uh, airline, go to Cancun, and then transfer in Cancun and then complete the flight that way mm-hmm. and uh, so carrie meyer is the one we were working with and maranatha
1: was fabulous yeah they
2: really were fabulous they really were and so i said carrie i'll look for the cancun flights you work on the flights for going out of cancun mm-hmm. and getting back and together the two of us we get it
1: the, the yeah. last thing the ticket agent at the mall said to us i just looked at her and said and I have to admit, I started to get a little exasperated, and I stopped. I said, ma'am, I am sorry. You are doing your job. I'm sorry. And I said, because um, the whole reason we're here, and I invited her to church. I thought, Lord, maybe this is what it's all about. <laughs> it was very, you know. So we invited her to church. And, but the last thing I said to her was, what do you suggest? I mean, at this point, six days. We're going to be stranded six days. And she said, try to figure it out on your own. And I'm thinking... If you can't, <laughs> yeah, and if the airport can't, how <laughs> on earth is it going to work for us to go live? Yeah. But God God is in the details. Right. He is well, in the-
0: and I'm really thankful you were there were, in your brother's hometown. Because yes. at one yes. point you were saying, well, maybe they're going to put us on a bus to Mexico City where we waited out. And you didn't have anybody there that that would have been supportive and transportation and everything else. I was
2: trying to be creative. I thought, wow, if I could get to Cancun, you know, there's always swimming.
0: (laughs) Yeah, or it would stuck, it's <laughs> better I, to
2: be stuck in right, Cancun and and then I thought about volcanic. volcanic surely there's Mexico a city. cruise ship in Cancun, and we could just cruise up to Galveston and then see our daughter in Galveston. <laughs> you had it all worked out. Right I mean, Matt can Matt can well, the bill for this, and you are alluding thank to you, the fact, Davis. but yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> so we, we have good insurance for trips we like this.
2: Thank you very much. Tickets yeah. online yeah. on the opposite on the other uh, airline to Cancun. And then fly from Cancun and get back.
1: But even and Cancun so remember and, and then we Cancun. were there. We were there what? six hours. <laughs> so we landed. well maybe maybe we were there seven hours. but we landed. We stayed in a parking lot for like an hour as we're trying. But there was a pastor there who picked us up, <laughs> drove us to wow. our hotel. I mean just God was in every single detail. The next morning it was another one we were up again at like what 3, 4 a.m. He came back, picked us up, right. took us to the airport, and he only had one vehicle, so he took half of the group. Ugh. Came back. I mean, it, he was so precious. Again, it's a small world when Christ is involved. It,
2: that pastor knew one of our students, Zuri. Zuri. Uh-huh. He also knew my brother. Oh yeah. And so it was just God just God brought completely us home. worked that out. God
3: brought us home, and you know and what? That ended up. Part Cancun
2: thing, was yeah. not fun at all. <laughs> Right this time no
3: I can say I've been in Cancun but I didn't even do anything. <laughs> sat was, on the sidewalk it was dark
0: <laughs> yeah we went on it
2: the it is freeway. a nice airport though
3: <laughs> the pastor was nice so yeah. it was worth it oh, good
0: <laughs>
2: and uh, but you made it
0: home and it didn't take the six we, extra days just a couple online
2: months. it was you know gonna be a, maybe a three-star hotel it ended up being
0: pretty much a one-star <laughs> <laughs> <hotel. laughs> depending on whose star rating you're using you know <laughs> right. we found
2: we found a subway sub shop and we got some dinner and the next morning, early, we were off on our flights. So, well, praise God the Lord, mm-hmm. and I'm
0: glad you made it back. And then you immediately jetted off again and didn't let any uh, <laughs> moss grow under your feet. No, I know, no. and uh, there's more to that story too. But thank you so much for for sharing that with us. I guess my my last question, Morgan, to you is: as you as you think about this and having been home now for a few weeks, what what does your mind keep going back to? As sort of your lessons learned or your big takeaway that God mm-hmm. taught you through the trip?
3: Um, Well, you really—we had all these things going on, you know, the ESL and um, the outreaches, and we were going places. um, But there were quiet moments when you really got to meet the people. Um, You got to talk to the members. You got to talk to the different people from the um, church plants. And really, they um, just—they were all—many of them were going through uh, personal struggles. And even Mm. as a church, the church is going through— um, together opposition from their own, uh, officials there, but they're just mm-hmm. so joyful mm-hmm. and they have all these things going on and it is hard, but, um, they just love the Lord and they love each other and it really is the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, they in, embody that mm-hmm. down there. And it was just a testimony to be with those people, just to see them how they live, um, the way that they love the Lord. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you so much you guys for sharing and, uh, you know, we'll do it again sometime, right? Thank you. Listen, mm-hmm. y- your support for this is what mm-hmm.
2: makes it happen. Mm-hmm. And we're so thankful for mm-hmm. the university. Yeah, Global encounters, yeah. we're incredibly gra- grateful mm-hmm. for them and, and, um, and Steve Love and the leadership there. Yeah, We're so grateful for the people that gave. Yeah, lots know, of people. <laughs> that mm-hmm. gave toward our students mm-hmm. so that they could do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, very grateful for that and then we just thank the lord what an incredible opportunity and um to to be a shot in the arm to a ministry that's really doing a great work absolutely and that was just a thrill i'm thankful i want to make sure you understand how thankful we are Mm -hmm.
0: for you well praise the lord and it is it's a lot of people over a lot of years that have given towards that Mm -hmm. work and that see the value of it not only in what's accomplished overseas, but what's accomplished in our own hearts, lives of our students as they take this on as a life experience that won't be the last, I'm sure, and uh, help them to connect in with global missions. Absolutely. All right, well, that's it for this episode, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you much. Thank you.
3: Thank you for joining us today. On Mission is a production of Maranatha Baptist University. Subscribe to On Mission on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review, as this will help other growing leaders find these conversations. For information about our guests, previous episodes, and general information about On Mission or MBU, go to mbu.edu podcast. Join us again next week as we examine what keeps leaders On Mission.